Welcome back to Skylar and Marina's new podcast, Discussing Dawn. This is part nine of a 10-part series. This episode was produced on Monday, March 9th at Lincoln Charter School. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Welcome back to Discussing Dawn. I'm your host, Skylar. And I'm Marina. And today we'll be answering another question from our fans. Today's question is, inhabited by ghosts with a timeline in which memories are always present, is Dawn a surrealistic novel or is it quite realistic portrayal of the Holocaust survivor? I definitely am of the opinion that this is a very realistic portrayal of a Holocaust survivor. Um, I think that it's so realistic because Elisha had lost literally everything he had during the Holocaust. His parents were killed, he no longer had a home, he had no family, and um, the reason he joined the quote-unquote the movement was to have a place to exist again. And I definitely think that the timeline of this story is hard to read in places because the ghosts are there and he's talking about like his recruitment and it doesn't go in chronological order for sure, but um, it will flip back from the present to memories. And um, it's hard to distinguish memories from the present, but the presence of the ghost of Elijah's past makes it easy to see that he actually believes that he needs to do what he was told. Yeah. And these things are coming back to haunt him. All of these faces that he keeps seeing, his childhood basically in his mind is dead. And mm-hmm. when he was probably taken, when he was taken to the Holocaust, um, he was probably a child by then. So he probably will um, view those two instances as when he was forced into the concentration camp. Mm-hmm. That is when his childhood officially died. Mm-hmm. I definitely think this is so realistic because. Um, I know, I can't remember exactly what the exact percentage was, but a very high percentage of Holocaust survivors are afflicted with post-traumatic stress disorder. And um, according to mayoclinic.org, post-traumatic stress disorder is triggered by or characterized as witnessing or experiencing a terrifying event. Um, Some symptoms include but aren't limited to flashbacks, nightmares, and severe anxiety. And um, I definitely believe this is some of what Elisha is facing because he's had so many horrible things happen in his life. Like, he had to witness his parents be killed. and He was in a concentration camp. He was almost killed. And um, so I think it's not only PTSD that he's struggling with, but also the realization that in just a few hours, he will officially be known as a murderer after killing John Dawson. Mm-hmm. And... When he thinks of a murderer, he probably thinks of those people who had killed his parents. Mm -hmm. And if he had any siblings, he probably did. And this stress and and pressure that is constantly being put on him to kill this person, he doesn't know, he doesn't actually hate until maybe the very end, and even then, it's maybe. Um, The stress and pressure, it's becoming a lot for him. Mm -hmm. And this is a way for his mind to cope, bringing back faces of his past, Mm -hmm. faces that he sort of recognizes in order to help him either go through with it or prevent him to not do it. Definitely. And I think um, the whole ghosts of his past thing is an interesting point because they're not actual physical ghosts. Like, he can see them, but no one else can. And um, so instead of being something like spirits or apparitions, I think they're visions. And this is interesting because um, Elisha shares a name with a prophet from the Bible 
And it's interesting that Elisha's character is seeing visions because that's exactly what the prophets face in the Bible. Um, But he sees the visions of his younger self, which is like manifested as a child crying. And he sees his parents and he sees all these people who had like helped him become what he is today. And um, the one of the most interesting things about it, I think, is that he's able to talk with them. And he does talk to the um, the uh, younger version of himself at some point as well. And um, one of the things he talks about is that um, an act so absolute as that of killing involves not only the killer, but as well those who have formed him. In murdering a man, I was making them murderers. So that happens when he's talking to the little boy. And um, it's just, it's very interesting to think about because the these ghosts that he's seeing he's able to communicate with them easily and he's also able to understand why they're there to talk to him and they're there because um they know he has to kill a man and they also realize that in him being characterized as a murderer they will be as well Mm -hmm. again with his mother his mother was there as well and she was wailing on about my poor boy my poor boy and which was brought upon Alana saying those same words. Mm-hmm. So as she speaks them, and as this quote that Marina had just mentioned previously, um, she was the one who helped raise him. And she is watching him from beyond the grave, watching him choose to become a murderer. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Thank you.